Happy Friday, folks. This morning, a new survey shedding light on how well you think you know your partner. Researchers found that some folks think they can guess their partner's password better than some of their own. We want to know this morning, do you know your partner's password? Text us 704-329-3600, a vote on Ben's Twitter. You just put up a poll. So far, about half of people admit I have no idea what my partner's uh. Hey, listen, honestly, I have trouble keeping track of my own passwords. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. True. Much less anyone else's at this point. And we have to keep changing them as well. Yeah. Right? I know, I know. But first, the all-important Friday forecast. Yes, let's jump right into the weekend, guys. Yeah, we got to get through today. It's a muggy one this morning. Uh, conditions are not moving a whole lot as it stands now. Just think about it as the car. Uh, it's in neutral right now. Conditions, they're not moving a whole lot this morning. But temperatures are going up for today. 75 is the current temperature now. The wind is coming in from the south at 6 miles per hour. This is only going to increase the chances for the storms later today, but by and large, the first half of your day between now and lunchtime, it's just going to get hot. Will likely still stay dry. An isolated shower may pop up in the mountains and foothills. By and large, radar is dry at the six o'clock hour. 70s current temperatures across the board, with the exception of Boone, Jefferson, 69, very close to it. Lancaster, Chirac coming in in the mid 70s as well. Now today, aside from the storms this afternoon, temperatures will be in the mid 90s, but the heat index will be in the low 100s. So be prepared to beat the heat. Right now, a Charlotte woman suing a baby formula company saying its product contributed to her baby's death. The lawsuit is against Abbott Labs over its Similac product. Wake up Charlotte's Richard Vane joins us live this morning in Uptown. And Richard, the mother says the label did not make it clear that the formula is dangerous for premature babies. Good morning. Good morning to you, Ruby. Good uh, Friday morning, everybody. Yeah, that, that lawsuit filed here in federal court. That mother said she had concerns, actually addressed them to a doctor, but that doctor in that hospital went on and gave that baby Similac anyway, resulting, she says, in that child's death. The lawsuit filed on behalf of Brianna Anthony claims that her daughter, Rain, was born premature in June 2021. After a few weeks, doctors then fed Rain Similac, which ultimately led to the baby's death. Anthony says Rain was relatively healthy for a baby born premature, but a doctor told Anthony they would be switching Rain over to Similac. Baby Rain died in September of 2021. The suit claims that Rain developed necrotizing endocrinitis, or NEC, which is caused by bacteria invading and destroying the intestine wall. The lawsuit goes on to say several studies claim baby formulas based on cow's milk, like Abbott Similac, were more likely to cause NEC in premature infants than a diet using human breast milk, according to Anthony's lawyer. Uh, and while the product uh, may be good for that, what we know uh, in studies going back all the way to the 90s, as the complaint you know, states, uh, using cow's milk-based products uh, in preterm infants uh, raises the likelihood of them of them developing neck. For its part, Abbott sent us a statement that read in part, these allegations are without merit, advancing a theory prompted by the plaintiff's lawyer rather than the medical community. And other hospital, major hospitals like Cedar sinai say they no longer give uh, cow's milk formula based uh, to, to children. They've gone over to mother's milk. Of course, this will all be settled in court. We do not know what type of damages she's seeking. Basically, it says the largest amount that she can get. Of course, we'll keep you posted as, the, as the, they, these issues progress through the court system. We're live in Uptown at the federal courthouse. Richard Devane for Wake Up Charlotte.
turning more of today's top stories in your morning rush. New videos shedding some light on the controversial arrest of Joshua Rohrer. Gastonia police arrested the homeless veteran last year for illegally panhandling. Well, yesterday officers released body cam footage showing the moments they took Rohrer into custody. Due to the arrest, police tased his service dog. The incident sparked outrage in the community with protests calling for the video to be released. Right now on our website and YouTube page, you can watch more of the video and also an analysis of what exactly happened. Two people found dead at a homeless encampment in Gastonia. Officers responded to a call for service along North Oakland Street near St. Paul Baptist Church just before 11 a.m. yesterday. That's where Gastonia police found two people dead at the encampment upon arrival. There were no signs of injury to either person. This death investigation remains active. The CDC says COVID community levels in Mecklenburg County are now high. This is the first time Mecklenburg County has seen significant COVID spread since new CDC maps were introduced in late February. High transmission means more people are testing positive for coronavirus. The CDC advises folks to wear masks if you're inside a public place, get tested if you have symptoms, and stay up to date with your vaccinations. Charlotte leaders taking another step forward towards bringing social districts to the Queen City. On Thursday, a committee unanimously recommending Charlotte City Council approve the drinking districts. City leaders still need to pass an ordinance before individual neighborhoods could apply. Charlotte City Council is expected to formally vote on allowing social districts on August 22nd. And that's it for your morning rush. It is time to connect the dots. When we make the news make sense, millions still battling COVID symptoms years after testing positive for the virus. But new research says you're not alone. Are you still trying to regain your sense of smell after getting COVID? Let's connect it up. Roughly 70% of folks have contracted COVID at least once. While symptoms range from a runny nose to fever, another early sign you had the virus was because you couldn't taste or smell anything. While most folks are able to get their senses back, that's not the case for everyone. A new report says some 27 million people are still working to regain their senses. But losing your sense of smell isn't just an inconvenience, it can also be more serious. Researchers say it can be linked to higher death rates among older adults. It can also have a major impact on your emotional and psychological well-being. If you still can't smell, not all hope is lost. Researchers say over time, your senses could slowly come back. Experts say more research is needed to understand just how widespread the problem really is. And that is Connecting the Dots. The controversy continues over abortion rights here in North Carolina. Now Republican state lawmakers are working to put a 20-week abortion ban back into effect. Legislative leaders now asking a federal judge to make this change. Wake Up Charlotte's Tradisha Wooder joins us live this morning. And Tradisha, North Carolina's 20-week abortion ban has been in limbo for years. Good morning. That's right, Ruby. North Carolina's abortion ban was put on hold back in 2019 after a legal challenge based on Roe versus Wade. And now that Wade is overturned, the law is still up in the air. We have a law in place that uh, requires that law enforcement help people who are trying to get to clinics that they cannot be obstructed by someone. The abortion debate continues as lawmakers in North Carolina decide whether to lift or reinstate the 20-week abortion ban. The 20-week abortion ban has been on hold since 2019 after a legal challenge based on Roe versus Wade. But now that Roe was overturned by state lawmakers, the law sits in limbo. As Republican state lawmakers work to put the ban back into effect, Democratic Attorney General refuses to seek enforcement, 
Some North Carolina legislative leaders are asking a federal judge to lift the state's 20-week abortion ban, blocking the enforcement of the state's law that prohibits abortions after 20 weeks, or to allow them to intervene in the case. We will never stop fighting to protect women's reproductive freedom. And now American Civil Liberties Union says they are reviewing the briefing. Abortion rights groups are also expecting to send their response next week. Reporting live near Uptown, Tradisha Woodard, Wake Up Charlotte.